This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. This is Chris Fairbanks. This is Karen Kilgara. We are in Hollywood. Hollywood. In the Honda. In the Honda where uh, dreams come true. Both in, Honda. in the Honda and in Hollywood. Yes, to be more specific, there's many different dreams that could come true. And uh, we're in the place where all of them do. A uh, Honda fit. Any dream you can conjure. Right. You have to come to Los Angeles for it to come true. Like if you want to be the best scuba diver in the world? Yep. They have all that LA. here. Yep, we yep. have that. We've you got just find it. any building with that white flag and a diagonal red stripe and you, your dream. You go straight to the top. And you walk in that door and that's a dream room. It's a dream scuba room. That's where usually scuba practice tanks are I don't, located. Actually, my nightmares are about being underwater. So for me, it's a different kind of dream. Really, because that connotes uh, water is emotion. And if it's uh, if it's kicked up water, that means that you're. Do you really know this? I do. Oh, wow. I, I'm very interested in dream symbolism. Oh, really? So if you if you dream of very still water, it means you're calm and you feel good inside. Okay. If you dream of like rough oceans or crazy waves, I used to dream about tidal waves all the time. That means that means you got some issues going on. You're wow. trying to get you know work through it in your. Am I, am I just a bah humbug type guy if I don't believe in dreams meaning anything? Yes. I am? I am? There's something <laughs> no. to it. No, no, no. I mean, it's whatever... Oh, I mean, there's definitely, yes. Of course, there's a connection to your your thoughts that it you're It is your suppressing. brain. It is your it's brain. Your, I just mean when dreams... When Not you like dream astrology. Yeah. There's going to be an earthquake tomorrow because you dreamt uh, your grandpa had... The farts. Are... Oh, oh, that's different. Yeah, that's like almost old wives' tales. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's why people get remarried. 
Just <laughs> those old wives that bullshit yeah, them all the their time. Their ex-wives are always telling tales. Oh, okay. the the corn harvest has to come in sooner this year. Shut up. I'm submitting papers to you. Is that what it's called? Yeah, when you get divorced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're serving papers. Serving. Oh, any divorce questions also come here to Los Angeles. That's where all your divorce dreams can uh, come true. Just stop by any scuba station <laughs> and they will divorce the fuck out of you. They will null the fuck out of your marriage. They will null you. Last night was fun at the Hollywood <gasps> Improvisation. Oh, we did have a good time uh, doing not improvised, but of course rehearsed comedy. We have come upon a cul-de-sac <laughs> of sorts with uh, what can only be ex described as Pee Wee Herman's house. This is a week, it's, we're at the end of a cul-de-sac that I didn't know was a dead-end street, I, and at the end there's just a little fake tiny child's house uh, with a red front door. Do you think little people live there? I hope so. They have to live somewhere. Oh, do you hope that they are little people with Pee Wee Herman suits? I just like miniatures. I'm not making... Okay, now it seems like... I'm not making fun of little people. It's a good visual. I'm saying I enjoy tiny clothes and dollhouses. <laughs> I guess I'm going smaller than an actual human level. Yeah, you're not doing little people. I want a Pee Wee Herman suit that is the size of my finger. Yes. Yeah. Finger I, puppets. Mm, I used to... When I was a kid, uh, the family would gather around. This was the only performance of mine they really... Everyone supported, and I would give shows puppet shows uh, from behind the table which is funny because <laughs> it was a glass table and you could just see me behind it there's no curtain or any kind of like no just a thick piece of glass which many times we also had a cat pole that was the kind that is just wedged between the ceiling and floor and nine a out ten pole. times oh yeah. like a carpeted thing yeah a scratch post sure yeah covering her and the cat would run to the top and there's a little crow's nest and he'd lay there and sometimes the whole thing would just come careening down onto the <laughs> glass table and the cat would fly through shattered glass yes and come out unscathed wow. because cats that's how you know they what do. they say about cats yeah they always land on their feet and they can do it nine times before they're dead yeah and they can work a pole like the, like the oldest stripper in town. <laughs> like my ex-wife. I was trying to do an old wife. Like my old wife. Darn you, it. You were doing a bring it back? You, this is one of those episodes where I tell I'm just personally going to need a little warm-up. Oh, well then let's drive and drive. Oh, we have to go back down there anyway. I oh, thought okay. we were on this block. I needed we more. We have to go down there. Yeah, it's good. All the more time for me to warm up a little. But we uh, we were just saying that we did the show last night. At the Hollywood Improvisation. Uh, Chris did a set. I did a set with Jerona Davis, who I do songs with. Yes. And someone was there uh, when Matt McCarthy was introducing Chris. Matt mentioned the podcast and someone cheered for it. And we don't know who you are. Yeah. We didn't talk to you afterwards. We rudely left. Because you're our favorite kind of fan, the kind that also rudely leaves and doesn't talk to us. That is my favorite. I mean, t to be honest. It I is interesting to me because we've all experienced the, the people that get a little too close and it's uncomfortable because they appreciate you, but then they're... Uh, they're uh, talking close to your face. Next thing you know, they go in for a move and they're grabbing you and maybe... Uh, <laughs> Drawing you into the back of the van? Half the time they steal your wallet. But, yeah, the, but they, it's, it's the fan who just says, I'm totally coming to your show. And then you don't see them and you're like, well, where'd that one person that I put on the list? Where'd they go? And they and were then like... after the show, nowhere to be seen. Out then of your you, hair. You go home and they're like, I loved the show. Yep. Susie Ruse. She's on Twitter. Mm -hmm. She said she was there, and she loved it. I didn't talk to her, 
Neither did I. My fear is there were women in when during our set, which was at the end, so everyone was kind of tired. It was at midnight, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a, a table full of women who were fully. Uh, it looked like when I looked out, it looked like we were interrupting their uh, Friday night card party. I can't believe why do people go to comedy clubs to do that and spend so much money but i think it's like after a while you've had so many drinks you're just kind of like eh, i don't know this is isn't for me whatever yeah. but i of course was fixated on it and then only after the show and at one point said something rude after the show realized what if there were what if it was just the one lady that was kind of drunk and right. the other people were happy right and maybe even somebody was like one of our listeners or people we know from twitter that like this podcast and i was super rude well, it's hard. It's hard to make that call. It's it's because you can't tell who's talking. But when people are interacting, it could have been the four people with her going, "Please, Susan. Yes. Please stop talking. I beg you, Susan. For the love of God. I've and heard like, this story already. And then we lash out at that person. Of course. Oh, you have to be talking. But I was trying to make Susan stop. <laughs> it's Susan. The girl from the office. I didn't even want to go out with. You're all anyway. dead. You're all dead to me because you ended up working with Susan. You could have worked somewhere else. <laughs> What we're saying is quit your job. If there's a Susan type in your life, any quit your job. Any Susan. Any or Susie. A Sue-esque Anyone with an S name. Get out. Divorce. You, you know my favorite people? Who? People with B names. Like? Brandy Posey. Oh, shit. And we're about to pick her up right now. We're in front of uh, what might be your house. I, I don't think know. it is. It's an Thank undisclosed you. location. Or maybe it's disclosed. I'm going to say, I think we're outside. Brandy Posey is one of the three hosts of the Lady to Lady podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. I, uh, I'm gonna. I wish I haven't. I need to listen to more podcasts. Well, I know where they do it. I've seen them come out of the building. Uh, and I've I done like it because it's them. like girl, a girl power podcast. But they're hilarious, great stand-up comics, each in their own right. Tess, it's. Um, I always want to say Tess Rafferty. Tess Parker. It's Tess Parker. I don't even know Tess Rafferty. There she is. There she is. Oh, and she's Barbara Gray up. and Barbara our Gray. beautiful Brandy Posey, who right now has green hair. I like it when her hair is... Oh, it's green and on one half. Yeah. Look at her. There she is. There she is. That's Brandy Posey. Hi, lady. Hey. Oh, I'm so glad you guys put the cloth down for me. I shed a lot. <laughs> 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 well, then you're, you're in the exactly right car. Here's your microphone. Oh, hooray. There we go. Brandy Posey, Brandy, ladies and gentlemen. Brandy Posey. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh, so happy to have you. Yeah, very happy. <laughs> Thanks, How are guys. you doing? What are you doing? Um, what, what were you doing? I was just writing with Lynn Win Liz Winstead for the Lady Parts Justice stuff. Nice. Um, so I was writing sketches about abortions. Funny. Sunday afternoon. Real fun. <laughs> now, doesn't Liz Winstead have something to do with the beginning of the Daily Show, the yeah. starting of it? Yeah, she was one of the co-creators and like the executive producer for it. Back yeah. in those Kilborn days, those memorable Kilborn <laughs> exactly. days. She might have been pre-Kilborn when it was John uh, Stewart the first round. You do you think there's That's people crazy. out there that are like, I'm a. I, it's not Daily Show without Kilborn to me. Oh, you think there's <laughs> a guy out there? They're the worst people, but yes, those people that yeah, play. You mean people at Buffalo Wild Wings? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm so positive they're out there. People that only like tall people. Yeah. <laughs> that fraction of people that just looks for tall with comedy. It's I, either it's either Kilborn or, or Ben, uh, what's that? Tall? Never mind. There's a tall guy, Ben something. Oh, wait. Ben. Who cares? 
Ben. I'm sure there's a number. Big Ben? Are you talking about the clock? That, <laughs> that's what I mean. Uh, that, oh, yeah. That's the funniest clock in London. That, I, that clock did an hour in front of me, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like you're waiting all your life to get set up for that joke. I, yeah. It was amazing. It felt good. It felt good. Yeah, it should have. Perfect. It should have felt good. Well, that what is what is the tell us more about this project. Uh, so, Lady Parks Justice mm-hmm. is uh, it's a website that they make videos for um, different all the different states that have really fucked up uh, abortion laws, basically trying to like raise awareness and then also make fun of uh, Lindsey Graham. By and large, sure. They, they were working on a, a trap queen parody video when I left, <laughs> where Lindsey Graham was a trap queen. Oh, it's nice. really fun to learn about what a trap queen is while writing abortion jokes. I don't know what a trap queen is. It's a trap queen. It's a really popular song this summer. Okay. Uh, the rap song, A Trap Queen is a Girl That Stands by Her Man No Matter What. Uh-huh. So. Wow. And yeah. so. Well, then Lindsey Graham really is a trap queen. Yeah, he is a trap queen. That's no he joke. Is, yeah. Also, I learned the word, um, the word bando, B-A-N-D-O, which is short for abandoned house. Oh. So the more you know, guys. Uh, and it's not, no longer do we refer to those, like, the tops that they give out on Survivor as a bando top. Those are also bandos, but that's B-A-N-D-E-A-U. I see. What about yeah. that thing you wear in a pageant? Uh, just a, a, a uh, banner? A ban- that's a, that's a... You mean like sash. It's called a sash. It's a Thank sash. Thank you, Randy. Yes. Too, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Miss Congeniality style? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, underrated yeah. movie. Oh, one of the greatest. Anything mm-hmm. Sandy Bullock, I'm on board. There you Sandy go. cries, I, really I like cry. It. it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I really enjoy Sandy. I wouldn't allow no, you to amazing. be sarcastic about Sandy. She's, she's my favorite. She's, she's so likable. She is. Right? But when has she ever not been likable? No, she's the greatest. And I just recently watched uh, one of her very first movies, which is the one where she's the quote-unquote ugly scientist. And then they, it's called Love Potion Number 9 because they discover a love potion. Mm -hmm. It's actually a really satisfying movie in that she starts out, it's kind of truly ugly. And it's the rule, if you feel like you might not be that attractive, go get your eyebrows done. Because that really (laughs) is kind of a linchpin. It fixes everything. Am I right? It fixes everything. But I will say you want them done by like... A Russian or like an Eastern European woman, right? Like yes. who you want to do your eyebrows? Well, hopefully, in like a music-filled montage scene. Yes. Where she also <laughs> takes off your uh, paint-covered overalls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and gives you caps on the, your t- terrible teeth. The guy that wrote that movie and also wrote Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and <gasps> The Money Pit, I mm-hmm. think, and all these movies that are about maybe with the exception of Love Potion Number Nine, but all these movies that are about. Uh, Horrible splits and divorces and people being scandalous to each other. Uh-huh. I sat next to him on a plane back when they did the last Aspen Festival. Yeah. And we just were talking. He said, I used to make movies. I haven't made a successful movie since the early 90s, but still writing. And he was so bitter and angry. And every woman that got on the plane, he was like, yeah, I used to date her. She's, she's, she's bad shit. Oh, no. She's an idiot. Oh, that guy? See that guy? He stole from it. Like, he was he knew all these Aspen people that are all rich people. It's like, there's a gold digger. She just moved there, and she's married three different friends of mine. Yes. He was so angry. But I still, he was interesting. And I was like, I can't believe you wrote Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And it apparently was just about him. But he then he went yeah. to the show. And sent me a long email saying different things I could do better in my comedy. Oh, oh so boy. he's the best person on the planet. Yeah. 
He's so yeah, awesome. He's the best. I wonder why his movies aren't getting made anymore. That's interesting. Maybe it yeah. is. Or maybe, I was he wearing it. a Hawaiian shirt? I imagine all the writers in the 90s like wore a lot of Hawaiian shirts. He totally, <laughs> yes. I guarantee, I can't remember if yeah. he was, but he. I guarantee he owns many, many Tommy Bahama tops. Yeah, real paunchy and a Bahama on top of it. I really That's, did love most of the movies that you named that he I did, know. though. Good I know. The Money Pit used to make us cry and laughing. There's a huge one that I'm... Uh, missing that I don't know. Well, I I am the it at home. Is it like a Steve? It's one a, of those people. It's very much like uh, War of the Roses. He made that. Oh, okay. that's depressing. Yeah, yeah. But they're all about people turning on each other. Yeah, hating. Each and other. all he had he was, was stories about, about people that used to be in his life that he now hated. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I think uh, you're a walking version of your. Your yeah. latest script. Write what you know. Does mm-hmm. life imitate art, or does art imitate life? Have Have Brandy? Have you ever written a script? I know you're writing one. Uh, I have. Step. I have like three quarters of a script that is written. Like and a motion picture. A movie? motion picture script. Yeah. My my writing partner. She lives in Salt Lake now, though. So it's kind of hard to. I really want to finish this thing, but she has horrible ADD and is in love, and it's like uh, oh, ugh, difficult to pin her down to finish it. <laughs> long you, distance. Can you put any of that into the script? Uh, yeah, yeah. We one of the characters is becoming more and more like her as, <laughs> as I go back and look at things. Well, um, it'll get finished sooner or later. I suppose everyone writes together differently. I've never really had a, a long-term writing partner, but it seems like. A lot of people just write a little bit, and then you send it to the other person, and you can maybe do that. Yeah. I just want you guys to work it out. I'm giving <laughs> suggestions. Thanks, Chris. I, I want you to break that. it off. <laughs> I, th- when we the differ. script is over, it will be. That's kind of, you know. Well, you announced it here, and I hope she's listening. Hey. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're great. Yay. 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 Non-specific great. named great person. <laughs> I have an idea for a script. Yeah? Um... Do you want me to say what it is? Uh, do you want to say what it is? Ugh, I mean, do you want someone to thing? steal it? Is it about robots again? <laughs> it's my it's my new robot idea. <laughs> okay. Different than the old robot idea. No. Um, Let's brainstorm it. Let's really beat it out. But don't you think if I say it and it's recorded and time stamped and that that's in some way and a way of marking intellectual property? That the fat Jew will steal it? <laughs> the fat Jew is going to steal This will be his Comedy Central pilot. <laughs> Whatever you say right now. For God's sake, if that's... I don't even talk about the guy because I feel uncomfortable with what I just right? said. It's a guy right? that goes yeah. by the name the fat Jew. The fat I would Jew. never... You never just say, say that. Him. It felt weird coming out, but that's the name of Oh, yeah, guy. that's true. If you don't know what Chris is talking about, that was a shockingly racist moment. Yes. Yeah. New levels exactly. on this podcast. Yeah. Everyone tweeting about it, I'm like, wow, out of context. That seemed like, yeah. you guys, let's, <laughs> the fat Jew is a thief. <laughs> Nobody, everyone unfollow the fat Jew. It's like, easy, God. Yeah. Just... It needs a little bit of context for, like, the non-comedy nerds who yeah. are just, like, casually following people on Twitter. Just like... All the comedians just became super racist overnight. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Calling each other, they're just calling all large Jewish people thieves. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, all, Jewish, all fat Jewish people share one Twitter handle together, so yeah. it's yeah. a cabal against that's them. That's it. It's a big conspiracy. They're all one handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's how they run Hollywood, through the one I don't know rip-off any... Twitter uh, Instagram right. feed. Yeah. yeah. And they're getting famous <laughs> off it. It's really funny. I like watching stuff like that on Twitter because it, when that first started to bubble up, it was like one person here and there being mm-hmm. like, this is bullshit, and posting their tweet that was posted two years ago and got literally like 5,000 
faves or whatever, and then the fact you re retweeting it and getting like ten thousand or whatever, yeah. and just a no. It's exact, exactly an exact ripoff. There's no difference. Yeah, no punctuation yeah. change. It's a literal cut. It's so paste. shameless. It's not literal. I guess he would have to get scissors and glue, but yeah, it's a total cut and paste. A full on. A full on cut and paste. I just want to know what happens to you as a child to make you that person. Yeah. As an adult, like, to make it what, okay. Someone I ignores you a lot. Yeah. Oh, have you seen a picture of when this shitty haircut? Yeah, I mean the ponytail like goes straight up in the air. Yeah, yeah. sumo style. Mm-hmm. And then like yeah. the shaved around it, all of it's just awful. There's and little a, to like. A tiny lot of lop it off. Yeah, he's got like partial beginnings of payos on each side. What is payos? The little <laughs> payos, the little curls, <laughs> the curls that Orthodox Jews, Jews have. Oh, okay. but they're long. We'll I mean, they, you know. I might as well be yelling it out out of context because if I don't know that, I'm clearly an anti-Semite. What's his payos? What is his payos you speak of? <laughs> oh, I guess I've seen that in picture books. Uh, yeah, no, he's. It's really bad. I I would be very interested to see what happens because he's getting signed to CAA. Yes. Those people are so sensitive to social media stuff. I bet mm -hmm. they drop him. I mean, and also what like there was a there was a thing, part of the article talking about how he has ideas he's going to try to sell to Comedy Central. And it's yeah. just like, this is, it's so beyond, I mean, who, what ideas would he have if he's stolen everything? Yeah. yeah, exactly. How do you not get sued? Like, how do you not, how are you able to clear anything that he thinks that he brings to you? Or even, yeah, like, even if it's brand new and he's like, well, here's my idea. Mm -hmm. He got there on the backs of everybody else being funny. So yeah. he's unproven, unless he's a total sociopath, that Which would really probably get true. to you. It's probably true that he's a total sociopath. Yeah, I guess that's true. Just yeah. being super okay with stealing. Yeah, I don't think he cares. Well, look at that. Chris, like you should skateboard on I that. know. It's a full-on... It's it's very, very, very against the law to skate there. But, of course, it it's looks, just a building that looks like a skate park. It's Superior Court. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most against you, the law. You skate there for five minutes, and then you walk right into the courtroom, <laughs> and they go ahead and give you your ticket. It's that's a nice system they have there. Very convenient. Yeah, it is. It's a like, one-stop legal... This is a fascinating shop. part of town. It we're, is. We're in K-Town right now, right? I think so, but it's this Ish. weird street. Like, we just went by Castle's Burgers, which I've never seen. Mm -hmm. I've only heard of. Here's a park that's going to be... Well, it's not even packed. No. Isn't this a nice park day? Yeah. Well, it's too hot, maybe. It's becoming a nice park day. Now that the sun is past its zenith. Oh, man, <laughs> is it hot. Brandy, are you a hot weather person? No. I mean, no. I... I prefer, um, I like the dry heat of California if I have to be in the heat. I like a, I like a 65 degree day. I like a hoodie day. Yeah. I hear you. I Same. love a hoodie day. You are, you are a hoodie person. I've seen you wear many a hoodie. I just love a hoodie. I mean, that's like a, one of the most underrated inventions of the last, what, 200 years? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Easily. I would say. If not five. My, yeah. My favorite hoodie that I have is a Fat Records hoodie, which makes me think of how like Fat that. Mike from Fat Records took a picture of your car. Yes. And well, yes, yes. He, he t and he said, what did he say? He said, it, this is the, uh, he was like, ugh, ugliest car ever. <laughs> Hashtag tech bros in San Francisco. Because I, I was up in San Francisco, and the fact that I found that, let me tell you how I found it. I was like, had insomnia, and I was on Instagram at like four in the morning. No one told you? No, no one told me. I was on Instagram. I was scrolling through my feed. I happened to come across Fat Mike, and I have never done this before, but I was like, let's see what Fat Mike's been up to. So I opened up his page, and then my car was looking at me, and I was like, wait a minute. 
Did I mess did, up? No, I. It, you never did. Like, did when you something shake is, your phone and then look at the <laughs> bottom of it? Well, I was like, did I forget how the world works? You know, like when something is so out of place that you're like, no, I'm wrong. Yes, I'm wrong about my everything. Eyes, my eyes deceive me. Yes. Now, what? Describe your car so people understand okay. what that situation um, is. So my car has a uh, murals painted on both sides of it. On one side, it has uh, Abe Lincoln fighting a T-Rex in space, <laughs> and on the other side is a fire-breathing Brendan Fraser. <laughs> That's who that is. Yeah, he kind of looks like Richard Nixon, but it's supposed to be Brendan Fraser. And the Brendan Fraser side is the one that Fat Mike posted. And I, I tweeted, I tweeted at him, and was like, "Hey, if it makes you feel any better, I'm like a touring comic, and I'm not uh, a tech nerd, or I'm, yeah, <laughs> uh, big fan of your stuff." And he never responded, and I was like, "Oh man, Aww. it felt like he should have, right?" And you yes. are a fan of his stuff. I am. I love, I love that Mike. I love everything that he does. Maybe you just missed it. Maybe you should send it again. Yeah, I should just repost it. Just keep reposting it. Yeah, constantly. I just. The, the fact that I found it was so crazy because I've is, never I've that, never looked through his feed before. That I thought for sure someone told you about it and mm-hmm. you're you're like okay. I have to no, no. This. And then wow. the crazy part is like later uh, that weekend I I drive for Lyft to make money uh, because you can't make money doing comedy in Los Angeles. And, <laughs> right. Um, I picked up a girl that lives in the same building as Fat Mike, and it came up organically, and then I told her about it, and she, like, looked it up, and she was like, I'm going to tell him. I know that I rode in that car the next time I see him. (laughs) So I, I, like, kind of want to take, like, five years and just have a bunch of people just that I know whenever they see Fat Mike mention it. So, like, there's a climactic build of some kind. (laughs) This will be your Taylor Dane. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But then you should... Kill yes. him, right? Once you I actually, mean, yeah. I mean, he's killing himself. Life. You just oh, took yes. the words out of my mouth. That yeah. was your idea. Karen, yeah, yeah, Brandy, yeah. You have to kill him. <laughs> you got to. I could kill. I could kill Fat Mike. <laughs> All you have to do. Is I mean, I could kill Fat Mike. Make him. Make him sprint. Yeah, that would. He's, he's a, not good to himself. He's got a bad ticker. Yeah. I don't know who he is. He's the lead singer of No Effects. No Effects. Oh, and the yeah. founder of Fat Records. But and, he's quite um, truly fat. Yeah. Uh, he no. lost a little. Yeah. He's not as fat as he used to be. More drug bloat. It should be drug bloat Mike, <laughs> I think is what his name should be. He was never that fat. Even uh, during the quintessential album, White Trash, yes. Two Heaps and a Bean. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is <laughs> as hard for me to say as the fat Jew. <laughs> he, was, uh, he, was never, he was never that fat. He was as fat as the fat Jew. Yeah. God, I can't stop saying it. The fat Jew is also not that fat. No, he's a husky. But he is making himself as ludicrous looking as possible, which I worry about people like that. If he just had a nice haircut and wrote his own jokes. And didn't wear tank tops. He's such a sweet boy. Just know if you can wear a tank top or not. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. But then it's, uh, I think that's why so many people are embracing him separate from knowing uh, that he's a total cheater stealer is like, oh, look at body acceptance. Look at that tattoo. Gets to be a model. Uh, Like people think that's funny in and of itself, kind of not knowing the context, Uh, I think. Again, if you, speaking of context, if you just tuned in, (laughs) the tattoo is a guy who named himself that comedically that is an internet sensation uh, through the theft of other people's. He's more of a Ideas. he's more of a curvy Jew, I think. He is. He's a full yeah. Jew. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a full-figured Jew. <laughs> he's a, kind yeah. of Zoftig Jew. Yeah, he's very like a pinup Jew. Yeah. <laughs> he's a pinup Jew. Just a pinup. Uh, now, how is um, uh, your podcast going, Lady to Lady? Very popular podcast. Yeah. Are you also on 
All Things Comedy? Oh, no, we're in Maximum Fun. Oh, Max, that's right. Uh, Maximum rival fun. Network. But. <laughs> you but what? We all get along. Oh, yes, good. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. We, yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. we are both um, frequent Max Funners. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I no, saw you coming out really? of the building one day. Wait, me or Karen? The whole, all the lady to lady, the whole posse. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's We just passed uh, Max Fun headquarters, actually. Yes, we did. Yes, I we love did. that building. It's gorgeous. So cool. It has a really awesome view of uh, the MacArthur Park Lake. Yeah, and if you squint, you can't see the three or four dead bodies that are <laughs> yeah. just laying openly yep. that day. But if you um, focus just right, you can witness many, many drug transactions. Many oh, yeah. drug transactions <laughs> and a couple sexual transactions. <laughs> yes. Whatever you want. Whatever kind of transaction you want. That's where uh, my co-host, one of my co-hosts, Tess Barker, she got her fake ID there recently. What? She Tess You're got kidding. a fake ID because so Tess loves Britney Spears and um, <laughs> of course the story starts there. Yes. And Vegas <laughs> Britney in Vegas was having a Britney day, and if your name was Britney, you got to go to the show for free, uh. which means that Tess Barker got a fake ID, making yes. her a Britney. Yes, she did. Uh, she chose the name Britney Murphy. That nice. Is uh, great. And she Rest made her peace. birthday 420. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she took four years off her actual age, which is really great. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's it's the fakest ID ever, but she like got her ID at MacArthur Park. Oh, that's great. Did it work? Did she go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it worked. It worked, and there were a bunch of Britneys, and, like, a couple of the Britneys were really smug about theirs being spelled the same way as Britney Spears, and some of the uh, and it was, like, a little bit of a point of contention. Wait, there was other people (laughs) also getting fake fake Britney IDs? No, there there were real Britneys. She's talking at the concert. Yeah, at at the the concert. concert. This is when Tess was interacting with the 15-year-old girls. Yes. Yeah, she was definitely the oldest. (laughs) Frequently, Lady to Lady does a bunch of stuff where we are the oldest girl or boy (laughs) at an event, which is hilarious. Like, uh, Barbara and I went to a Taco Bell house party because we got an email for it. (laughs) What? And the only other people there were 18-year-old boys. (laughs) (laughs) Two 30-year-old women and a bunch of 18-year-old boys. That's so great. What? What does that entail? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we got a bunch of numbers. Yeah, they worked that room. So Taco Bell took over this house, and they, like... They had a s'mores pit, and they had a bunch. They had a mechanical bull in the backyard, and they had this one room of just blank canvases, and you could tag it up with yeah. uh, paint markers. Sure. With the, with the Taco Bell induced diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, you just like bite bite the top off of a burrito, and just were like writing on the <laughs> canvases with it. Just seven layer uh, swipes. Yeah. Oh, and uh, they had they had a silent disco room too. Have you seen those? No. Where like oh, I have. I've gone yes. to a silent disco party yeah how, so, how did you like this so silent disco is basically where you wear headphones everyone's that are, wearing headphones yeah okay. and then it's like in this room there were two djs so you could listen to one of two stations so half of the room was dancing to two different things and the and then if you take them off in silence you can just watch everyone dance to nothing and that's what makes it kind of interesting so yeah. i periodically was taking mine off yeah and just watching people dance to no music is a pretty surreal yeah. Well, yeah. This it's all this all spells drugs to me. It it, it felt very druggy. <laughs> it's very druggy. I, I mean, it's Taco Bell. Yeah. To me, it was like I when I went to the uh, it went to my silent disco party. It was the it was the most sober. It was almost like board game night. Actually. Oh. Yeah. Just, oh. People oh, wow. weren't tripping out over it. They were just like. Wow, this is stimulating on a human level. Well, well let's all drive home sober. <laughs> well, it was all very somber dancing. Yes. <laughs> just not oh. smiling. Dancing it was an silo disco party. I'm like, <laughs> I know what you're thinking, Karen, and you think it sounds because I went there very hesitantly. I'm like, what? I don't get it, but right mm-hmm. away I got it. And you're into it. 
I kept hoping that like there was going to be if in the silent disco room there was just going to be people just like farting unrepentantly <laughs> because of the headphones. Oh, they just think that no one can hear them. Yeah, and it's exactly. just a CNC fart factory. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was funny because it was when the grillers came out at Taco Bell and bar- they were like handing them out on like platters. And uh, me and Barbara kept grabbing them and then going around the corner of the house to eat. Because we were like, we're not going to be seen. They're not taking photos or video of me fucking eating Taco Bell at this party. That's not going to happen. Oh, that's funny. I, I feel the same way. I don't even like it when you're eating with someone and they're looking at you. Oh, it's, it's the hard. worst, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty difficult. Avert your eyes. The self-confidence it takes to eat a sandwich around a stranger is just... <laughs> Seriously. I don't understand it. I like always, a big sandwich. Uh, when you have to, like, get it all around your mouth. And yeah. also... I use a thousand napkins because, mm-hmm. may- and maybe it's, I'm just so, like, my hands are too in my food like a raccoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, it, <laughs> when someone else is there, it's like, why aren't you using this many right. napkins? No, yeah. I've, I've ended relationships because of a dollop of mayonnaise on the corner <laughs> of someone's mouth. It's like, you take that trash to someone else's friendship. No, seriously. It's disgusting. Ugh. Well, oh, mayonnaise. Especially mayonnaise. But Ugh. wait, where was Aioli. the Taco Bell house party? Aioli. Yeah, we know what it is, aioli. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like a house in like Highland Park. It was like a super cool house, and they rented the whole thing. And it was like 318 year old boys, and then the two of us. <laughs> and like we got there. Did you was... get a little lip, as my cousin Eileen used to say? A little lip? Yeah, you yeah. somebody. You got um, a little lip. I, I think we looked like the mothers of these children, yeah. so we. We You're felt right. very awkward. We like it was funny because when we first got there, we got there like an hour early because we were like, "Oh shit!" Like there's gonna be a crazy line, but there was not. We were like the fifth people in line. Um, so then the best part was having a lot of children come and stand behind us. So we were like kind of talking to kids in line, just being like, "What's up? Yeah, we love Taco Bell too." And like they did not want to talk to us, which was Why? fine. You're cool. Look, an 18 year old. You're approachable to an 18 year old. I like to your think hair so. Is aqua, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I I live in a, a trailer park in Eagle Rock, and it is right next to a school for for children for like a musical like a hippie school or whatever. And there's a school always, of rock. Yeah, it's basically a school of rock, except yes. with all cellos. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> so a school of not rock. School of rock, modern rock. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and nice. if I had known the name, thank you. And I like try to go. I try to go out of my way to be as eccentric as possible whenever I leave the house and the children are on their lunch breaks because they like sit in my neighborhood and they will like eat uh, eat stuff from the neighborhood like sitting right outside of my house. So I frequently will like walk my dog into Moo Moo. And, like, wear my hair up in a pa- uh, pompadour and just try to be, like, the crazy trailer park lady that is next. I want to be, like, an urban legend to this school. Yes. It's, like, my is like my goal over time. That's a good goal. Yeah. I, I love that it. you live near that school, and I love that you live in a trailer park and oh, in awesome. Eagle Rock. It's awesome, man. It's I We bought our house for uh, – I'm a homeowner in Los Angeles, you guys. Hey. You are? Yeah. Yeah, That's we own terrific. our house. And it's the price of a nice car, which is crazy. And we have, like, it's two bedrooms. We have uh, central air. We have washer-dryer in our place. It's Wait, sick. is this one of those modern trailers that's really, like, a storage unit that's been... No, it's like a prefab home. It's not like wow. a, it's not like an RV. It's like a like a prefab house, like a double-wide kind that's of. That's so cool. And in your yeah. neighborhood, there are probably trailers with wheels on them. And yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple. I mean, like, the, the trailer park is actually really small. There's only, like, 32 lots or something like that. So, the like, even across the street and to the left of me are, like, real actual houses. So it's funny because, like, the average price for houses in our neighborhood is, like, three-quarters of a million dollars. And then mm-hmm. we, we were, like, when we moved in, I was, like, we're frauds. This is hilarious. <laughs> I don't know how we pulled this That's off. That's so cool. That's amazing. I, I was an escrow. 
I couldn't stop laughing about it. I'm going to be a real fat Jew right now and and, uh, tell someone else's joke. Their name is uh, Jimmy... Jimmy Winkfield changed it to to Jimmy Roulette. Okay, here's his joke. My wife and I uh, went went out to uh, look at some uh, trailers. Mm -hmm. We went to the mobile park to check out some trailers. And the guy, when I said, yeah, we're here to look at some of your trailers, he he acted like I spit in his face. He said, "Uh, they aren't trailers. They're manufactured homes. (laughs) And so he said, well, today's my lucky day. Because you manufactured these homes to look just like trailers. <laughs> the end. Yeah. I, <laughs> I did it wrong. I did it bad. No, it's I good. did the joke bad. Um, my trailer park joke. You have to is... see him do it. <laughs> look him up, you guys. Sorry, What's Jimmy. his name? Jimmy what? I think, st- I think he's a prison guard now. Jimmy Roulette? Is yeah. he in Austin? He's, um, he was in Austin, yeah. He's still in Austin. I think he's, he was doing very well and he was managed by. Rich Miller, and he was getting all this heat, and I, mm. I don't know if he's still doing stand-up. I think he, like, literally went and became a prison guard. That's a intense job training. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. You're ready, I That's guess. That's the opposite, actually, yeah. of what he was doing before. I suppose it depends on which clubs you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> Crackers in Indianapolis. Well, he has a captive audience now, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> captive audience! Hello, Sandy Brandy! Posey knows what she's doing. <laughs> we should all be on At Midnight right now. Uh, can you make that happen? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me ask for a twelfth time to no avail. This would be a really great panel. Mm-hmm. Chris Hardwick, if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. He's not. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> He's not. He's let's not. Just, let's Let just, just go, tell you right now. Let's just go sit at his table at the diner that he hangs out all the time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's enough for me that people, just one out of a hundred people, still call me Chris Hardwick. That's enough. <laughs> that is pretty nice. <laughs> it's nice of them. You know, you get a little something yeah. at the end of the day. Like yeah. That. yeah. It's pretty sweet. It's like um, a little residual check. Can I tell you guys that I, uh, in driving to the dog park the other day, saw a grown man, like over 50, fall off of his bike? <laughs> it just reminded me of that because that guy's walking. <laughs> that guy's very reasonably walking his yes, bike yes. across the intersection. Yeah. I don't know how he did it because I wasn't looking... I was, like, looking at my dog in the rearview mirror, and then when I looked forward, there was a kind of an old guy getting up off the ground, and, like, kind of, like, he had to push his bike across the street, and I truly, like, when he stood up, I pretended I needed to look at something over my other shoulder yeah, so yeah. that he thought I didn't see it, good because thinking. it was that and were you And la- were you jiggling because you were laughing? No, I was like, oh, man. I was super bummed out for him. I was oh, in I Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Let's all swap uh, laughing at people falling stories. Okay. Oh, it's the best. I was in Dayton, Ohio, and some guy was carrying bags of ice mm-hmm. and, like, just holding it by the top. And one of them had a tear in it or something, and it ripped open. <laughs> and as the ice dropped, he just dove and landed on all this ice, but slid on his <laughs> stomach like he was at a water park. Oh, and it looked, and he made a. Uh, 
<laughs> and it happened right in front of me, and I didn't have time to turn my head. I just laughed <laughs> with a full eye contact. I should have just pointed. Just to make it worse. I was so funny. It's so good. Right? You, I think usually I'm the follower, and that's why I don't. I I have that sensitivity oh, because I've see. done so much falling in my life. Mm. So much. The cl- my, my classic one is falling in the crosswalk in New York City back when I was still drinking, mm-hmm. I was holding calzone on a paper plate, <laughs> and I fell down crossing the street. And Please say you landed on the calzone and everything <laughs> shot out the side. No. Oh, my no. I, it be. fell down straight down on the plate. Mm-hmm. I got up, and the calzone was never hit the ground, so I picked it back up. It was yeah. like this. I was shit-faced out of my mind. <laughs> but what had happened was I had split my pants from the knees up to the crotch on both sides, so I had to what? walk home. She's like a fashion look. Yes, yeah. it was like I was like I looked like a solid gold dancer. My <laughs> pants were split, so as I walked, uh, they would just kind of go open, close, open, close, open, close <laughs> as I walked up the street. And yeah. you realized as you finished your calzone that you invented a new ventilated pant yeah. system. And maybe less calzones would have made it so that I didn't, they wouldn't have ripped so easily. Let's uh, take a moment of silence for all the fallen calzones. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brandy, what's your falling down story? Have you ever uh, watched someone fall down and laughed at them? Or fallen yourself. <laughs> uh, the, the, the story that pops to mind is uh, on a New Year's Eve. Many, many moons ago, I was uh, going to go see the Pie Tasters play at the 930 Club in D.C. I love the Pie Tasters. Love them. They're a great ska band. And um, I was passing, uh, it's in like a shitty part of town, and I was passing a um, a bunch of homeless guys, two of which were dressed like the dirtiest Santa Clauses you've ever seen. <laughs> and I like looked at them and laughed. And then I looked <laughs> forward and I tripped on the biggest piece of asphalt and I like scraped up both of my knees really oh. bad. And I was just like, okay, karma. This is what I get. Yeah. This is exactly what I get. Immediate karma. Yeah, just immediately, just full out laughing at like two homeless guys who were just like, <laughs> I was cold and there was a Santa suit. And then I like went into the club and I was wearing like a cherry dress because that's what you do at a show. Sure. And um, a, a really, a 400 pound bouncer with the biggest gauges that I've ever seen, he patched up my knees for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. With name? what? With patches that he had? <laughs> yeah, I, I, he, sewed, he sewed some high-tester patches anarchy. to my knees. <laughs> yeah. One said corrosion of conformity. And one yeah. said keep on trucking. <laughs> I was pretty cruel for a couple of weeks until they scabbed out. Until my body rejected them. <laughs> <laughs> they never fully fused to my knees. Again. No, no. Nope. It's so hard to use fabric patches as epidermis. <laughs> Somebody get on that, scientists Please. that are listening. Maybe you could uh, invent something. I saw a little girl in my grammar school. Mm -hmm. This is the worst falling down story, but best. Uh, Because in my grammar school, the whole playground was like at a probably 45 degree slant. Uh And when you walked in, there was a little weird patch of asphalt that went over. It was like a little, you just kind of walked downhill as you walked onto the playground. Yeah. And all the eighth graders stood around on the left right as you walked in so every all the different grades hung out in different spots on the playground Mm -hmm. and this girl i'll never forget it i think she was she was one of the tinny sisters there was like literally six girls in the tinny family Mm -hmm. and she was one of the youngest ones and she truly looked like a little painting she was the cutest little girl and it was free dress so she had brand new mary janes on and she hit that patch of asphalt slipped and landed on her ass and we were all standing there, like all the eighth graders, and we all turned and looked, and we're like, oh, and then she got up, she's like, I'm fine, got up, 
stood up, slipped, fell down again, got up, fell down again. And she literally did it like four times. And it was like, at first, because at first it was like, you know, like eighth grade girls standing around. And by like the fourth time, people were like running to her side. It was was like grammar school nightmare. That reminds me of the woman who was singing the national anthem at some hockey game and she keeps slipping and falling over and over and over. (laughs) And she just, she just quits. She doesn't even finish the song. She just takes off. And was going through the little gate by the penalty boxes and slipped again. No, no. people oh. were like, "Please stop falling." It's the, it's probably that girl grown up. Yeah, was she, was she a singer? Uh, oh. She could have been. I don't. I could never look at her again. I thought pity. I, I assumed she was a singer since you called them the Tinny Sisters. Like we all know them. <laughs> yeah. You know the Tinny Sisters yeah, from they, Lawrence Wells. Yeah, they opened for the Judds. <laughs> you know the Tinny Sisters. That's probably a moment that she sees before she goes to sleep at night. Still, like, for sure. Definitely relives that over and over again. Yeah. Just oh. and, and for me and hopefully for everyone listening, mm-hmm. that's why you have to scuff your new shoes yes. before. Like, since that day, which was eighth, you know, I was 13, eighth grade, anytime I get new shoes, I just immediately would walk out into the driveway and walk around for, like, ten minutes. Oh, that's funny. You got to pre-scuff those new shoes, ladies. And, and gentlemen. I don't know. It's funny because I've always been a skateboarder, and the scuffing, it's going to happen. Yeah. So I try to make my skate shoes look as good as possible Mm. for just a handful of days, and I don't... It, but I'll let them get dirty through activity. Yeah. But to self-scuff, that's just a poser, man. Well, but that's a, that's a different dress. shoe. It's a lady dress shoe. It is yeah, we're talking about a hard shoe. One okay. of my favorite things relate. to do is on Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard when it rains. Right, this is why I'm upset about the drought. Hollywood Boulevard, when it rains, gets very slick. Yes. And there's nothing better than a Saturday night and a bunch of girls and, like, their little little tiny dresses with their gargoyle heels on <laughs> just slipping on sliding all over the place you it's... just post up and watch uh tailbones get broken oh it's hilarious that that's some good falling down do you that's some good falling do you down do some version of let the bodies hit the floor yeah <laughs> you in your own silent disco you're just watching them dance <laughs> unwittingly <laughs> dance did you ever do that oh it's fun to do Sorry, I'll stop doing that. No, I it's like probably it. very low. It's I like, my favorite thing. I like to the do. I like the kid rock ball with the ball, the bang the bang diggy 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 the boogie sit up jump the boogie. That's always been a favorite. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue and takes <laughs> only a half minute. Yeah, that's all it does. I like last night Matt McCarthy is bringing back singing Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing so hard and that goddamn audience they the audience laughed the second time. Yeah. For the first time he did it, I thought I thought he was going to destroy it, and they just were staring at him like, we don't know what you're talking about. I dared him to do it at a show a few nights ago because he was actually listening to it on his phone to make us laugh in the green room. It's like, I dare you to hold the mic up to your phone and play Wild Wild West, and, which wild, is, of wild. course, a Will Smith song from the movie Wild Wild West. By the, the classic way, film. A movie that Will Smith turned down the Matrix to be in. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Will Smith Weird was choices. supposed to be Keanu Reeves. See, fate. Uh, yeah, it's I'm funny. so glad he wasn't. But the audience, and they were not the best one at the West Side that night, they mm-hmm. laughed so hard every time he did Wild Wild West. <laughs> and it made it's me. It's really funny. Well, to be fair, that song w- is more fun than the Matrix rap you could have written. <laughs> yeah, so. that, which would sound like 1001111001. Take the blue pill, take the red pill. <laughs> Binary code. Sorry. Okay, I'm done. Pick up the phone. Let's never be done. <laughs> Let's not ever be done. Let's never ever finish. <laughs> oh, look, Karen's garden. Ooh. 
nice. My name's never in anything. Oh, wow. Look at that. What is it? It's a beautiful little art gallery. It's a beautiful art gallery it, named after you. And yeah. Jerk Shack. <laughs> Definitely a Jerk Shack. <laughs> art gallery and jerk massage. <laughs> you got to get it all taken care of in one place in this in the city of dreams. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your future plans, Brandy? Oh, we're playing um, oh, yeah. at your album recording. Yes, I'm recording uh, my first album on September 20th at the Redgate Recorders in Highland Park. And uh, Karen and Drennan will be playing on it. That's it's terrific. Be super fun. What is the Redgate Recorders? Is uh, that a studio situation? Yeah, it's a recording studio that has this really cool performance space. And I'm like starting to, I've done a couple of shows there and I'm starting to kind of make it a thing which is cool that's a good idea to be really familiar and comfortable in the room I've yeah, yeah. that's smart that yeah I kind of, that's kind of I, I've been look, looking for the right place because like a lot of people do things at like Nerdist and UCB and like I am tangentially part of like the UCB family because we do Lady to Lady there sure mm -hmm. um, and while we do do a picture of this at Nerd Melt they don't book me on anything else so they right. weren't, I wasn't going to give them my album <laughs> <laughs> so I was like well I'm just going to create my own venue and do absolutely everything from yeah, scratch because I'm stubborn so and that's kind of your way like yeah. I like that you know yeah. you're a pioneer yeah thank you mm -hmm. thank I you. did something where I tried um, with Rooftop to just they already are set up in all these comedy clubs across yeah. the country I tried in Austin I tried in Cincinnati at a place called Go Bananas oh yeah and I'm like would do two shows and record them and be like nope neither of those were it sorry I wasted everyone's time <laughs> yeah and then finally had them remotely set up at a club where I felt comfortable and wanted to be and it was the punchline in San Francisco and then uh, it worked we were like, just there it's your brain it's your brain it's oh you were yeah me, we were just up there opening for Janine Garofalo and that awesome. room yeah it's that's great. a that's a great room yeah it's a good feeling and it's so clubbish yeah you know it's the real deal yeah I love that place such nice people too they are nice people yeah I will say something about San Francisco do it yes they they, they, they need are, to wake up they are very <laughs> they are they are woken up and they are very aware and they're very uh, liberal of course uh, and they love so, to hiss so much so that they act like there's certain things if you talk about it they act like they should be offended so yeah. they they kind of tighten up mm -hmm. but if you just said mention abortion or something as yeah. part of a joke they're like oh I know uh, oh. that's not funny so if you tighten up like that you're so liberal that you go back to being conservative again if you're if you're yes. not open to listening to yeah. certain things and it that's gets, right it so gets, take that specific yeah. thing note as note. a city yeah well it's hard to like when they don't give you the benefit of the doubt on any premise and you're just like hey you liked the last couple of jokes have I not proven that I'm a decent enough person that I'm not going to say something horrific to you yeah but they I, just like have no trust sometimes like, I like where you're somewhere and they are going with you on a bunch of jokes mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden if it's a good enough audience audience uh, you know if uh, all of a sudden a joke doesn't work I'll be like wow they liked everything but that maybe yeah. I'll stop doing it maybe I'll learn something from these people yeah, yeah. I kind of like it when they're like yes yes no but <laughs> you know there's a, what's funny too is like I, re I remember doing a joke this was back when I got married can't explain it um, <laughs> and uh, I had a joke about um, that I always said I wouldn't get married until everyone can get married and, and that was uh, right up until someone actually proposed. Now I'm like, get your own rights. Yeah. And yeah. the first time I did it was at Akbar, my friend's comedy show, where it's almost completely gay men that yeah. get, that go to that show. And the first time I did it, 
they went fucking berserk for it. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I'm in the clear. Because even if you're, you know, not like a like a gay comedy nerd like these guys are, yeah. at least it's so obvious and, like, on yeah. the nose that they'll get it. And I did that at Cobb's, and it was totally like, just like... Mm-mm. You can. It was like old, <laughs> old bitchy uh, ladies in the back that were pissed. Yes. That was what the whole audience was acting like. Uh, yeah. And I was like, all right, I know, whatever. Hey, I hate to start another fat Jew moment. Uh, here, oh. Here's a joke I'm gonna do that was the terrific Harris Whittles. That's a lot like that one. Here we go. Okay. I'm not gonna get married until gay people can get married. Because I'm gay. <laughs> uh, no, that's a way better joke. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to one up your joke. No, no, it's okay. And uh, technically, his is his, his tweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was great. Okay. That's fair game. What else, Brandy? Sometimes we have lulls, and I'm, and then when we have them, I just call them out immediately. Right when the lull starts. Chris loves to hang a flag. That was a lull. I, I think hang we were all flag. just breathing for a second. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that, sorry, okay. I gotta wave that that flag. That was that was a void in entertainment. I think you had a lull fear that yeah. that made you. <laughs> there was barely a pause. Lull phobia. I am lull phobic. Lull. I've always been lull phobic. Um, what, Brandy, yes. what is your favorite television show right now? Oh, yeah. How about um, that? Currently, Drag Race. Had you guys watched Drag Race? I've heard it's <laughs> yes. the only good thing. It's yeah. really fun. It's amazing. I tell you what, a couple months ago, I, so I used to, on Instagram, I, I went through a phase where I was like, I'm going to follow all these, like, exercise Instagrams, I'm going to get motivated, and then, like, a month ago, I was like, fuck this, and I deleted all of them, and now I follow a bunch of drag queens, Yes, and it's made the world a better place. Yes. Highly, highly recommend Drag queen comedy is my favorite style of comedy, hands down. Any, like, drag, drag bingo is my favorite thing to do in the world. Yeah. It's, I think, it's so hilarious, they're so sharp, they... Mm -hmm. They have these skills, life skills, that have yeah. enabled them yeah. to stand in front of large groups of strangers dressed as a woman right. and fucking just drive it, yeah. just yeah. be in charge. Those personas are so cool and over the top that I'm just like, I don't, I could never be that. Yes. And I love comedy that I could never be. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's so cool. It's like, I could never do that. It's like, I, I love Jimmy Pardo for that same reason, because I'm way too scripted to ever just let myself go the way that he does. Yeah. Right. And I just, it's like watching, it's when comedy becomes magic as opposed to like, me being jaded and being like, oh, that's funny. I like that premise the way yeah. I am with so many people. Well, and also it allows you to relax because you get yeah. to, like, the rare time you get to be a 100% audience member. Totally. And you're not, yeah, you don't have to be analytical. You don't have to be kind of like, uh, here's my better mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. It, because it's just a realm that you don't do and don't have to worry about. Yeah. Like, we were we were at Drag Bingo in New York one time, uh-huh. and we were with a girl that I work with that was the type of girl, oh, look, a fat Jew. Uh, just kidding. Um, uh, that uh, she had a, like the kind of girl that had a diff- full different outfit every single day, like yeah. fully hat, scarf, the whole thing. Uh, to have and, a different scarf every day. Yeah. To be that person. Amazing. You know, like uh, fingerless gloves, uh, totally different looks. And we went to drag bingo one night, and the drag queen came out and started working the room. And lo- just all she did was turn and look at our table, and she goes, "All oh, Forever 21 crew's in the house. And I just, like, started crying, laughing. It was like, how the fuck did you do that? You barely looked at us for two seconds. Awesome. It's just genius. It's genius. No, it's the best. Plus, like, RuPaul is the shit, man. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. I have to get in on this it's, world. It's really, really, really fun. It's deep, too. Yeah. 
It's deep. Oh, I've seen Paris is Burning and enjoyed it. Oh, the best. Okay, there we go. I'm back in. I'm back in. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Paris is Burning is one of the best documentaries that's ever existed. Yeah, it's very... Mm -hmm. Have you guys been... uh, Have you ever watched uh, Cat Dancers? Yes. No, what is it's that? It's amazing. Oh, you, Brandy, you will it die. It is yeah. fucking amazing, Brandy. Ooh. It is. I don't want to give anything away, but everyone listening right now, watch Cat Dancers. Trust. It, trust in us. It is, uh, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. If you like delusional people and, and <laughs> giant dude. tigers and danger, Siegfried and Roy and danger. Murder. I have murder theories. Espionage. No, uh, that, none of that is in there. <laughs> One of molestation. My, yes, a little um, bit of that. There's, there, I mean, I it's it. great. It's some of the craziest people. It has a feeling of like an early Errol Morris documentary because you're yeah. like, these oh, people nice. cannot be real. Yep. Those are my favorite kind of They're people. They're very real. Yeah. Uh, one, one of my best Halloween costumes was uh, in college. Me and um, I had two girlfriends and like me and my, my friend Zia, we dressed up like Siegfried and Roy right after the accident. And then our third person wanted <laughs> to get in. With fake blood? Yeah, with fake blood. I had like a, I had like a saline bag that I was holding above my head. <laughs> and there we went to like this this huge drag ball in Philadelphia that happens every year. And like there were several other pairs of Siegfried and Roy. And we kept going up to them and being like, fuck you. You think this is funny right now? <laughs> <laughs> we were committed to being the villainous the villainous ones. Nice. And then our, our friend Sue was a third girl. And we couldn't find a full tiger costume. <laughs> But we could find, we found a pair of scrubs and we painted her face like a tiger. And then we put a little name tag on that said Dr. Tiger. <laughs> and she just kept like becoming me like, I'm Dr. Tiger here to finish the job. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, like through uh, medical malpractice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's great. That's so much better than a mauling. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just like giving the wrong uh, cc's of medication. Just really mm-hmm. get in there. Yeah, it was like a very multi-layered costume that yeah. nobody got except the three of us, but it was fine. And it was funny because like we splattered ourselves with blood in like the shower of our dorm and our, uh, oh man, at the time... We were living in like a three-bedroom place with, like, three other girls we got placed with during college. And they were all, like, Southern Black Baptists. Like, it could not have been a worse pairing. And <laughs> we, like, didn't have time to clean up the bathroom. And when they when they came back, they were just like, um, did you guys set up the shower, like, an abortion for Halloween? <laughs> and we were like, why would we have done that? But also, that's what I will do every year from yes, now on. Yes. yes, that's hilarious. You're, yeah, you just, that backfired and you just gave us a very s- sinister idea. Yeah. Black Baptist. We yeah. did, uh, we dyed our hair black at the in the college dorm bathrooms and the girls on our floor were livid. <laughs> livid. Because they were all like these kind of like sun-in, fake, blonde yes. Sacramento girls that were like, I'm gonna pledge a sorority or whatever and we were like the two people with black hair on the entire campus they were just like look at this just like it's a shitty bathroom it was already disgusting we um me and my friend zia we stole a uh, a life-size um cardboard cut out of the crypt keeper and we put him in the bathroom with a little word bubble that said have a nice pee <laughs> and we put a we put a strobe light in the ceiling and they were just, oh man they hated us so much yeah I love it. That was the best. I miss that Crypt Keeper. <laughs> oh. Have a nice pee. Have a nice pee. Like in his voice, this big smiley face. He's the best. That's so good. <laughs> oh, the Crypt Keeper. It's, I know who he is now. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I watched one of those Tales from the Crypts, and there's a lot of stars. It was like Ted Danson buried yeah. up to his neck on the beach, and the ocean slowly drowned him. Yeah. And I didn't like seeing Sam Malone die that way. No. No. 
That's what it was all about, though. I went too far, right, Brandy? Uh, probably. I, I think I, I wasn't paying Oddly, Tales from the Crypt was produced by Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Really? I, I am be it, man. Okay. A lot of times, I great. just, I say things and I'm wrong, and then people call me out on Twitter. <laughs> like, so far today... I think I've been correct in most of my blurting. Okay, awesome. good. <laughs> um, Dennis Miller is in the Tales from the Crypt movie, I believe. Oh. Dennis, has anyone seen the, the new Dennis Miller TV show, Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll? No, oh, man. I didn't know he was in it. Oh, tell me more, tell me more. It's so rotten. <laughs> He's written the music. Yeah. It's about an old uh, rock star that finds out that he has a daughter mm-hmm. and so wait it's Dennis Miller the rock star oh shit not Leary. Dennis Miller Leary okay, okay, god okay. damn it oh, it's okay yeah you're it's okay cancelled cancelled this is all cancelled of course he we can talk yeah, we can yeah. talk Dennis Leary though uh, <laughs> it's just I guess my point is that no woman can appear on screen anymore without having her entire face as smooth as the fucking you know, a yeah. piece of silk, and Dennis Leary shows up in these insane wigs <laughs> with a face like that sidewalk, and it's yeah. just like yeah. Edward what? James almost face. Yeah, what almost. world are we living almost. in? I don't want to look almost at this shit. Smooth. Edward James, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I I like that all of Dennis Leary's shows now are just him fulfilling different midlife crises fantasies. For real. That's just kind of what it's become. Just like, I'm going to play the guitar. I'm going to be a woodworker. I'm a fireman. <laughs> yeah. Just like, sit down, third grader. Yeah, seriously. I think it's easy to look at stuff he's done and, and enjoy some of it, but I it's that whole fat Jew thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That it's the zeitgeist. It's like a drinking game. Dennis Leary he, is the OG fat Jew. He just, yeah. yeah, he was famously stole a persona from Bill Hicks. And yeah. everyone only in comedy knows that, so it's the worst kind because he never got called out. Yeah. Right. Because he got famous doing it, and there's real specific, uh, yeah. a lot of it like, oh, smoking jokes, and uh, but all the stuff that was kind of like crowd pleasy that Bill Hicks did, none yeah. of the actual hard hitting stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just got famous while Bill Hicks died of some sort of cancer. It's so sad. Was he, Bill Hicks alive when he started stealing his act, or was it after? I, think, I wonder I, how what the overlap was. Yeah, I do too. Oh I'm God, not to, sure. like to to be dying and to see that happen. Oh my God, extra... yeah. What if it started the day that he's like, "Well, <sighs> you have cancer." And by the way, here's Dennis Leary's recent Showtime special. Yeah, like <laughs> Andy Kaufman on his deathbed, just like watching somebody sing to <laughs> the Danger Mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Putting things in a dryer. God yeah. Damn you. <laughs> There's no way this was your idea. That old put that old putting things in a dryer bit. <laughs> Did you ever see that one? No, is that a bit? No. Oh yeah. No, I he thought put, it was just like a that was a classic example of what a No no no. He puts stuff in a dryer and then he lets it it's like shoes and a towel or whatever, so mm-hmm. as it goes it starts this rhythm. Yeah. And then he starts doing a little dance and starts playing along. It's the best. Oh, that's oh, cute. Wow. I like it's just that. like his, you know, the shit he did. Yeah. But there was, of course, a dryer on stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like an evening at the improv. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. I know. Do you guys think he's still alive? Yes. No. <laughs> Easily. Oh. He lives right in there. <laughs> yeah. He's right in there. <laughs> Sitting on Elvis's lap. Yeah. It would be, I mean, of all the people that could do it, could pull it or off. would do it. I suppose, yeah. Because I, I could see him getting so sick of fame. Like, yeah. you know, he was on Taxi. He was on, like, a big famous sitcom like Mm -hmm. I'm sure that life didn't really jive with the way he wanted to be doing things and you know like when you do when you're like popular like that and then you start doing stand up and people are laughing for the wrong reason yeah like Steve Martin yeah exactly yeah I wonder if there's that aspect of it 
could see that. Yeah, didn't someone uh, either claiming to be his daughter or was indeed his daughter say, oh, for sure, he's still alive? I think so. And I wanted yeah. to believe her, but then you listen to her talk and she was kind of... A, a psychotic? Yeah, kind of yeah, a loony. Yeah. Well, and it was also right in the like anniversary of his death where it's like, why, yeah. why don't you bring this up earlier? Yeah, good timing. Yeah. Why don't you bring it up year 22? By yeah. the way, I've written a book. Oh, oh shoot. She's full of it. This is the Today Show. Hey, guess who, got, guess who that guy is, you guys? The fat Jew. Oh, damn it. Oh. Oh. I'm just see Again, if you tuned in late, we're talking about a guy who has named himself that. I have Jewish friends, so does Karen. And uh, I don't know I much don't. about the religion, I but don't. I enjoy the race. Brandy's already Brandy actually claimed to be a neo-Nazi, yeah. so yeah, she, this I, is I, very no, problematic. I, I have a, my, ther- my old therapist, uh, who was Jewish, once told me that she thinks that I was a Jew in a past life, which I took as the highest compliment. I, yeah. For real. I'm always, always feel highly complimented. When, yeah. when One time a rabbi sat next to me at this kosher deli place mm-hmm. and was trying to convert me, and I was so flattered. I was, it was also kind of weird because he really zeroed in on me and there was all these kids around him and they were all staring and he started talking about kosher food and then he started uh, asking if I was religious. I don't know if, I don't, it's uh, presumptuous for me to say he was trying to convert me, but he really, 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 really wanted me to get into Judaism. So, so yeah. he's trying to convert you. Yeah, sounds like he was yeah. trying to convert you. Sure. I got, sure. And at the time, I had a healthy fro, so I think he <laughs> liked my hair. See, that? I'm pretty sure what I just said was racist. <laughs> fro? <laughs> the word fro? I don't know. I'm kind of a Jewish fro. It would have been weird if he was trying to convert you to Scientology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just everything goes south. Yeah. That's how they get you. You don't see it. It's like they mm-hmm. fake left. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't, I'm not interested in Judaism. But what, what about, about going this? to this planet? You want to hold these weird soda cans in your hand, and I'll tell you that you're that you, that you have a lot of stress. Have yeah. you seen those stress machines? Oh. Yes. You the, hold the you, these two things that look like soda cans, and then there's a little thing that goes back and forth. Oh, and weird. The test is like, are you? What are you stressed about? And you're like, well, I, I don't know. What are these cans in my hand? What's going on right yeah. now? There's a Scientology center across from UT campus in Austin, and they were always offering a stress test mm. and I totally was interested I'm like sure I didn't know what it was yeah. <laughs> and for some reason they didn't want to give me one maybe no. I had I, mean, I looked poor you had a twinkle in your eye yeah, yeah. Like, oh he's just gonna yeah. be joking he's just a hardcore Christian mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody told me that the uh, the fish the guys in Seattle that throw the fish are Scientologists really no. that's a, somebody, somebody from the they, Levi's 501 commercial every single guy at the at the at this at the fish market? Yeah. I mean the person could have been a liar, but they they did tell wow. me that. They were like, Oh yeah, they're all they're all Scientologists. I need to look into this. Yeah. That's I was hilarious. Like, that's, that's so I'm fun, gonna look though. that up. Let's all God, we have a lot of Googling to do we after have, this episode. It's Google time. Don't worry. Twitter will tell us. <laughs> Twitter yes. will tell us one way. Everybody or the other. who knows the answers to everything that we've talked about, including Jewish racism. Yeah. Please fill us in. And do it disrespectfully please 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 do it with an all caps actually yeah. every every tweet yeah Ugh, exclamation points uh, i don't have enough of those in my day actually I'm my just... my favorite is when you do, when you tweet a joke and someone writes back you mean 
and then a uh, shitty version of the joke you just did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every Thanks, time, joke cop. Every yeah. time I have to just put my joke phone cop. down and, like, because yeah. I want to breathe. We just yeah. really ream them. I was like, nope, they're probably 19. Yeah. Leave them alone. I have a really uh, itchy block finger. Uh, <laughs> I just, if I, even if it's, like, not mean, but if I just don't like it, yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah, just get rid of it. I block people. Con- if I, on Facebook, if I see somebody say something stupid in another person's feed, even if I'm not friends with them, I'll just be like, block, you don't ever, <laughs> yeah. you don't ever get to know me. Yeah, even if you, th- if you thought about it at some point, you won't be able to. Yeah, exactly. That's so great. Yeah, I just feel, I just love the idea of them, like, becoming a fan of mine someday and being like, she has no web presence. It's like, no, no. No. You did something at yeah. some point in your life. Yes. You were preemptively cut out of yeah. being a fan of mine. Take that to your deathbed and try to figure out what it is that you did that and, then sh- and then change it once you think you figured it out yeah and then but you'll never be able to tell me that you changed your ways because <laughs> you're blocked from all platforms i just like a slow burning vengeance yes this is where i try to live just over like, decades and decades of time uh, just playing life chess is what i call it <laughs> just like i'll get your fucking queen someday don't worry it may take a while yeah just when you think it's over that's when it just begun mm-hmm. Just a casual Shakespearean villain. That's all I am. Yes, you are. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, this has been wonderful. Yeah, it has been wonderful. Yeah, thanks for right, picking me up and driving me around, guys. Are You're you a podcast the, champion. Anyone go to the mm-hmm. pool party? Let's go swim in a pool. Yeah, I can go to a pool party. I want to go to the pool party. I, I can't. I have a show. Oh, you have a comedy concert. Oh, I have a show, too. What are you What are you, What are are you? you doing tonight? We are uh, opening for Janine at Largo. Oh, Janine nice. Garofalo. Garofalo. That's awesome. Yes. I'm very excited. I don't know why I said it that way. She, I'm not. I'm taking the night off. I'm just interjecting. No one asked. <laughs> I have no concert tonight. Well, you've had a couple concerts. You had to do two last night, right? Yeah, I did do two. So t- good. Take a night off. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, Should have I, a little break sometimes. Got to be a person. Well, guys, here. Have fun at this party and try to really connect with one person that you... Um, may not know that well. Okay. I give you that challenge. Okay. I, I guarantee you I will, but it'll be the person that I least want to talk to. <laughs> that and is, you're going to deeply connect uh, with them. That, I am that person. <laughs> I, I get cornered by the person I don't want to talk to, mm-hmm. and then I get to watch everybody else have the fun conversations <laughs> yeah. on the other side of the party. That's me in a nutshell. You know constantly. why? You don't do enough drugs. <sighs> I know. Or any, any right? Drugs, yeah. Any drugs. That's Let's what it do is. illicit drugs. Tonight. I'm going to start drugs. Do some drugs with Chris. Okay. Is there any other than becoming a drug addict? Anything you want to plug, Brandy? Uh, other than my, my, you can find me uh, in the drugs. back alley behind your building <laughs> doing drugs. Uh, near, the, near the dumpster. Uh, if my life doesn't fall apart, I will be recording my album on September 20th. Yes, um, and I'll be there. And where yeah. is it again? That's at the Redgate Recorders in Highland Park. You can get tickets for it at tinyurl.com slash sugar tank. Sugar tank. Because the show that I run there monthly is called Sugar in Your Gas Tank, which is after a Less Than Jake song. Oh, nice. wow. But I think it also sounds like a euphemism for laughter that nobody uses. I mostly just wanted to, like, you know, get a little sugar in your gas tank. That feels yeah. like a fun. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to name my show after a Less Than Jake song. I like it. I like Let it. the medicine go down. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> go um and then the lady to lady podcast i highly recommend you give it a listen uh, guys yeah. like my podcast a lot too we actually had a guy a couple weeks ago that emailed us and he was like hey i found you guys when i was going through a really bad divorce 
and I don't hate women because of your podcast. Oh, yes. that's great. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I'm, you guys really are doing God's work in that way. It's too bad that he was just one podcast away from hating all women, he though. He was really close. Many, many of us are right on the verge, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, you can get tipped one way or the other, depending on <laughs> yeah. who you tune into. It really wouldn't take much for me to hate all men, unfortunately. Yeah. I, was, um, yeah. I was just this episode away from being okay with fat Jews. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, hope we've again, people if you're in just tuning in, I'm talking about a specific guy that calls him uh, you've been listening to Do You Need a Ride with Brandy Posey as our guest. She was terrific. Uh, D-Y-N-A-R! Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and Send you off in style. We wanna welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malcorn. Uh, with Karen and Chris.